recording. Yeah. It's recording. Yeah. You're good. We're good. Yeah, you can see the little green We're thing good. in there. We're good. Welcome back to the Any Given Thursday podcast. It is our first episode of the new season, our second season at the microphones. Um, and that's it. That's it. That's wow. the only introduction I'm going to do. Great introduction. I don't care. Tons of enthusiasm for the new care. season. I don't care. Uh, I do care. And uh, we care so much that we're about to bring you all of the details that you might have missed in the qualifying campaigns for this European season. Um, beginning, of course, with Champions League qualifying. Why, you may ask? We're not a Champions League podcast. We shit on the Champions League frequently. Well, because idiot. Uh, the losing teams, you know, fall into the Europa and the Conference League uh, qualifying. So, um, yeah, we have to start there. Yeah. Um, and it's also given us one of our best storylines of the year, um, which will continue to come into play in a group stage um, that we'll be covering but uh, in the next couple of months. But before, so as not to spoil that, um, why don't we proceed uh, and discuss Champions League qualifying? Absolutely. Uh, let's start at the very beginning. Um, first qualifying round. Um, oh, I thought anything... you wanted to start at the very beginning with yeah, the preliminary sure. Sure, round. Sure, 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 sure. Where Breitha uh, Blick just cruised through because yeah, yeah. they're substantially bigger. The Icelandic League is substantially bigger than most of the others competing in that mm-hmm. uh, preliminary round. So, yeah, Breitha Blick breezed through, got into the first qualifying round where we saw our first real upset. And it was... Oh, and like, it was real. It was a real upset. Key Klocksvik from the Faroe Islands. Tiny, tiny little town with... 5,000 total people in it. That's so few people. I know. They held out in the first leg against Bank Varos. That's and... probably how many people live on our block. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> so they were matched up with Bank Varos, one of the best teams in the round, at least from a perception point of view. I mean, mm-hmm. former European giants out of Hungary. And he held them in the first leg at home. You're like, oh, it's a pretty good result for them. Maybe they can do something and they get a good draw in the Europa League qualifiers or the Conference League qualifiers. Mm-hmm. But then they go too hungry and yep. win 3 nothing. Wild. Absolutely wild. Completely upstairs. wild. Incredible. We remember Fenerbahce is a team that topped their Europa League group last year, mm-hmm. in- including uh, a win against Roma. Yeah, I am um, very impressive so, last year. Yeah. Um, if you remember, Isa Laduni was one of the stars of their team last year. He moved on to Union Berlin this year. He's starting for him. That's the quality of team that Frank Roche is, that they can send players to Champions League teams. Highly, highly embarrassing for them. Absolutely. Probably um, one of their most embarrassing ever European losses, if not the most. Yeah, and that wasn't, I mean, the only upset in the round, but it was definitely the biggest. By far it was, yeah. Grinsky Mostar, a little underrated story as well this year. They beat Aratu in penalties, which was kind of an upset. Kosovan teams don't normally get very far, uh, but... Aratu's not, you know, exactly. Or sorry, ba- Bosnian teams. Oh, yeah, say, yeah, Pajinski. sure. Uh, yeah, Aratu's uh, not a powerhouse. No, I wouldn't um, say so. And not one of the biggest Armenian teams. It was a uh-huh. bit of a surprise that they were yeah. the winners last year. But still, for Jinsky Mostar, that's a big yeah. result. I'd say other things of note, one of our faves, Lincoln Redimps, getting absolutely hammered. Really, as but as tough a draw as they could have gotten, really. Yeah. Against Karabag, even though, uh, as you pointed out to me weeks ago, Karabag 
replaced basically their entire team. <laughs> yeah. So even the coach's son moved on. Yeah. Um. So um, we won't. It's a little unfortunate because we really enjoyed watching them last year. But we'll have so we'll, they'll have a new challenge. Um. Zalgiris barely got by against a Macedonian club called Struga. Mm-hmm. Uh. Your boys Shamrock Rovers knocked out by an Icelandic team. Yeah. By Breitha Blick. By Breitha Blick, which yeah. uh. You'd think that might have been a little bit of a tighter affair. Um, and uh, yeah, Ludogorets and Balkani squared off. Ludogorets coming out the victor. One of the more, I would say, quote unquote, high profile um, yeah. events in this round. Um, and Hacken beating New Saints 5-1. That's only interesting because of what will happen in the second qualifying round where they drew our dear friend's key. Yeah, and... Once again, first leg in the Faroe Islands. All right. You know, they hold out again. Man, this team really locks it down at home. Nil-nil both times. And I mean, it's got to be tough traveling out to the Faroe Islands. Oh, for sure. Pretty remote. Tough to get to. But then they go to Sweden and it finishes 3-3 and they win on penalties to advance. They sure do. Incredible story. I mean, all-time stuff. Yeah, and they've shown an ability to defend well, to attack well. Mm-hmm. They're really good in lots of different areas. But their goalkeeper, who won them the penalty shootout, he played in Sweden the year before mm. in the fourth tier Wow, as a center back. Wow. And now he's a goalkeeper eliminating the Swedish champions. Yeah, and a reminder, this is the champions path we're talking about. So all these teams that we're about to mention um, were, uh, were champions of their leagues, Hacken included. So it's no small feat, especially going back to back with French Vados and and uh, and Hacken is pretty remarkable. Probably one of the biggest upsets in European history in terms of like coefficient and. Yeah, I yeah I didn't look up like the actual league coefficient differences, but it like has the to app, be like one the, of the biggest. Yeah, if you did Absolutely. the ratio of that, it's got to be insane. Yeah. Um, other things of note, uh, we had a, another Scandinavian derby. We had Molda knock off HJK. Uh. Then a uh, couple other things of interest. Rakow actually eliminating Karabag part in part because Karabag has an entirely different team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Galatasaray with a with a single uh, goal margin over Zalgiris, which is a little surprising to me. But you know, mm-hmm. one factor you often see in these summer qualifiers in July, especially, is like teams have just started their year and they have no fucking idea what they're doing out there for like a month. Yeah, and so people are right. Teams are right for upset in a mm-hmm. way they might not always be. Yeah, and Galatasaray had a. Uh, also a lot of moving parts mm-hmm. in their car about yeah, who, who scored the winner for them who did score the winner Dries mertens Dries mertens what absolute a... banger from outside yeah. the box ended up being the winner in that tie what an introduction for him um we had a uh, maccabi haifa uh eliminate sheriff tiraspol um slavon bratislava barely gets by zrinski um meanwhile in the league path um, which started in this round as well. Mm-hmm. So the first round, all champions. Right. Then they introduced some of the bigger leagues in this round. Right. And Panathinaikos got through Dini Pro, um, and Gank was eliminated by Swiss Servette, mm-hmm. which is a bit surprising given that Gank was so strong last year. Um, yeah. Or, you know. And Servette, I'll mention them a little bit later, but they've Looked really solid. Yeah, in Gank, the first two qualifying and yeah, Gank was a team that looked like they were uh, on their way to a title at a certain point in Belgium last year before they were uh, were pipped to it. Yeah, on the very final day. Um, yeah, I mean, Servet uh, with the Swiss League, there's just been so much turnover. It feels really hard at the start of the year now to be able to be like, oh, this is the Swiss team that's mm-hmm. going to do well in Europe because it's 
It's gonna it, be it young never boys. correlates to the league anymore. It's still gonna still gonna be young boys. Yeah. Um, well, it's young boys excluded. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so then on to the third qualifying round. Um, you should mention that uh, at this point in the second qualifying round, uh, you know the Champions Path losers go to the Europa League Champions Path third qualifying round. Yeah. And the League Path ones go to the League Path third qualifying round. Um, up to the Champions League third qualifying round, um, we see uh, Sparta Prague is uh, that is introduced here and then eliminated to Copenhagen. Mm-hmm. Also introduced one of the uh, in a three three overall draw that goes to penalties. One of the more exciting ties. AEK Athens um, continues a trend we've seen with a little bit of a resurgence from the Greek teams. Who yeah, we made was... ruthless fun of last year for sucking huge major balls. Um, they knocked out Dinamo Zagreb, which I would consider a surprise. Um, Absolutely, Dinamo Zagreb. Feel like it always seems like they find a way out of these qualifiers mm-hmm. into the Champions League to come forth. Sure, but this time headed down the Europa League a little bit earlier. And then uh, at this point, we should mention Key is already qualified for, for group stage at the very worst a Conference League group stage mm-hmm. by making the third qualifying round. So we will be seeing them in Europe this mm-hmm. entire this entire fall, which and season, they're the very exciting. first Faroe Islands team to ever make a group stage. That's yeah, which is pretty incredible. Pretty uh, pretty definitely the case. Yeah. Um, and we should mention at this point as well, they had an unbeaten or not an unbeaten, a perfect season going in the league, eighteen wow. wins from eighteen, wow. which they did lose recently mm. uh, to B thirty six, the other bigger team in sure. Faroe Islands, because they fully rotated to mm-hmm. prepare for Makes the second sense. leg against Mold. Yeah. And what happened in the first leg? In the first leg, Key managed to won. win. I think, I mean, just really good performance. I actually watched this two one while man. I was supposed to be doing work. Sure. They love not. not. They like, just love beating up on, on fellow Scandinavian teams. Don't Absolutely. They? I they might be the best Scandinavian team. <laughs> yeah. Uh I mean although that wasn't quite the case because Molda in the second leg was able to see uh, see them out but only after an extra time period mm-hmm. um after they were square 2-2 on aggregate going into that extra time so i mean what a performance from key if they're able to be this competitive it's going to be a little weird because i don't know if they're see their season is summer right yes so it might get a little dicey the later we go in terms I would of fitness not want to have to travel to the fair oh islands my God, in it, like, no that's gonna be terrible because it's they but only it's, have small airports yeah. there like it's gonna be really fun to watch though gonna be a rough flight um assuming they end up in the conference league and not the europa league which we don't know yet mm-hmm. um but anyway uh that's going to be really exciting. Going to be one of our biggest storylines, I think, in the group stage. Um, we also saw Braga get through the league path. Rangers just about eliminated Servette, who was proving uh, to really be a team tough. to look out for in yeah. whatever group they end and up Servette in. And were really good in the first leg, which they lost 2-1, to one, but they uh-huh. got a red card. That mm-hmm. kind of set up the Rangers win. Yeah. So I don't – Servette does not look like a pushover team. And mm-hmm. you remember Rangers recently made a Europa League final. Mm-hmm. So I think Servette could be one of those, like, dark horses in the Europa League to – Get out of a group, make a little bit of a run. Sure. Um, PSV beat the shit out of Sturm Graz over two legs. That's a tough draw for Sturm Graz, mm-hmm. who is a good team and pushed. Um, uh, what what's their name? Who do they push? Depends when you're referring to. Oh, oh, in the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They pushed Salzburg to, to the limit last year, the first like actual title race in a while mm-hmm. in Austria. Um, but the really big story coming out of this round, um, is that Marseille got their ass beat in penalties. By Panathinaikos, mm-hmm. which I would consider a sizable upset. Absolutely. Uh, Marseille, you know, finished uh, third in the France last year, seems to finish third every year. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and they well, almost got out of their groups last year in the Champions League. Uh-huh. Uh, then kind of missed out on a chance to go to the Europa League by forgetting the tiebreakers. Yeah. But is this another, like, the French League had a really bad year last year. Mm-hmm. And this is a terrible way to start it off. This is uh, not good. Especially Marseille need to rebound this year because talent-wise, they should be the team to push PSG yeah. this year, who seem a little weaker. But it doesn't really look like it might be happening if they get off to this kind of start mm-hmm. against Panathinaikos, who would probably not be any better than a mid-table team yeah. in Liga. And it means they're, you know, not even necessarily guaranteed uh, Europa League. Yes, they're, Oh, they, they are now? Yeah, the league. Oh, because they're the league path. League path sorry, drops yeah. right down. Yep. Right, right, right. So confusing because they go to different spots. Yeah. So Marseille drops into the Europa League groups. Um, Last year, of course, they were in the Champions League uh, groups. They and they had, you know, a chance on the final day, uh, to at least get through to Europa League knockouts. Mm-hmm. Um, when they were level with Tottenham, um, at in like the 90th minute at home, and uh, they conceded a stupid goal and got themselves knocked out of all of Europe. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the downward trend of Marseille <laughs> continues, um, and that brings us to the playoff round, which we won't be covering. Um, the actual games on the pod because it's the Champions League. But, uh, of course, we should mention that the losers all go to the Europa League group stage, so that's why it's important. Maybe we'll pick some losers right now. Uh, first match is Maccabi Haifa playing Young Boys. Um, that should be probably a pretty even affair. Yeah. Um, uh, Haifa, tough team to go play against on the road, mm-hmm. especially. So if Young Boys can survive, I think the first leg's in Israel. Mm. young boys can survive that down maybe a goal or with a draw mm-hmm. i would feel pretty confident wild atmosphere and in, in, in in Israel. Swiss, i don't Switzerland know too oh, yeah. young boys atmosphere is crazy i don't know if you watched the uh first qualifying round when haifa were playing uh hamrun spartans but the field lit on fire <laughs> hamrun have a artificial turf mm-hmm. i think it's some type of fake grass i yeah. don't know if it's like an official like, artificial turf sure. like, uh zagris had but Someone threw a flare onto it, mm-hmm. and it caught on fire. That's amazing. Um, and we have uh, we have uh, Belgian champions Antwerp. Remember that crazy dramatic end of the Belgian season where three teams were champions in like mm-hmm. a five minute period. Before yeah. before of all people, Jan Vertonghen uh, scored the banger that led yeah. them to lifting their first trophy in forever. Um, they take on AK Athens, who are trying to carry on that uh that uh that Greek flag this year. Hoping to get two teams uh, into the Champions League groups, which I don't even know when that's happened last. Yeah, could be huge. Um, could also be very detrimental for coefficient if they both come forth. But yeah, it <laughs> has the potential to be massive. Yeah. Assets. So at the very worst, they're going to be in the in the Europa League groups. Yeah. Um, Rakow, Polish champions against Copenhagen. That's another pretty even. Rakows look pretty competitive pretty so far. It's another toss up for me. And then Molda and Galatasaray. Um, normally you'd say you'd lean Galatasaray, um, but uh, they also just signed uh, Kim Ziyech, um, yeah. who I don't know if he's fit enough to play in this in this first tie or this first leg of the tie. But um, they have a lot of star power right now. Don't know how they're cohering as a team. I haven't really watched them play, so I don't really know what'll happen there either. Meanwhile, on the league path, we have Rangers and PSV, a rematch of Champions League qualifying last year. Mm-hmm. Um and Braga and Panathinaikos. Uh obviously I'm leading Braga there, leaning PSV in the first one. Mm-hmm. I think Absolutely. it's likely that those will be decided that way. But um yeah, never know. That. I mean Rangers 
we saw last year playing at Ibrox, very different atmosphere. Yeah, but One they've of the lost a little bit. They're a, they're weaker than yeah, they were I think at that, a little than weaker. the last two years. Um, and PSV is really really strong. PSV I have as uh, favorites to win the title in the Netherlands this year. Wow, wow, yeah. that's bold. They're hot really take. good. Um, it's a hot take factory, right yeah. Now. So we're gonna do this all over again with the Europa League. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to the very. Actually, before we get into that, um, why don't we just acknowledge a couple of teams that are already confirmed to be in the group stage? Mm-hmm. Um, mostly, uh, these are teams that are um, finishing in certain places in their league last year. We know how this works. West Ham, uh, because they won the Conference League. Real Betis, because they finished sixth. Leverkusen, because they finished sixth. Liverpool, fifth. Atalanta, Toulouse, one. Um, the French Cup. French Cup, and they figured out that it was very dramatic yeah. details with Milan, same mm-hmm. way with Brighton and um, USG mm-hmm. as well. Figured their stuff out, yeah. So, Brighton, Villarreal, Roma, Freiburg, Sporting, Ren all finished uh, fourth, fifth, or sixth in their leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, in France and Portugal's case, fourth place mm-hmm. goes yeah. to the uh, Europa League groups, uh, rather than the Champions League, and then as we mentioned. Uh, Sturm Graz, who lost in Champions League qualifying, Marseille lost in Champions League qualifying, Servette, um, and uh, what's the other team? Uh, TSC Kukuriki. Uh, Kukuriki, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. from um, Serbia, yeah, or Ser- Serbia, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, keep that in mind as we go through this. Now let's uh, let's get crazy with the uh, with yeah. the Europa League qualifying. Much shorter, only because starts in the, the third edition of the Conference League. Uh, makes it such that. Uh, the Europa League only begins with the third qualifying round. Um, easier for us. Uh, we saw Hacken, who uh, of course were eliminated by Key, took out the revenge on Porzagoras, beat the shit out of them, eight one over two legs. We had Karabag getting through over HJK. Uh, we had Zrinski getting through over Bradablik. Um, which makes Zrinski the first uh, Bosnia team actually to qualify for a group or Kosovo. I can't remember. It's Whichever country they're from, Kosovo or Bosnia, which is probably a huge political thing for me to be forgetting, and I'm probably really pissing off a lot. Uh, of isn't that the Bosnia? Bosnia? I think okay. that's the Bosnian flip. Yeah, the Her- yeah Bosnia and Herzegovina. Right? Okay, I believe that they're now the first team from. Did there one to... not last year? That was Kosovo. That was Kosovo. Yeah, so it was definitely Bosnian. it was whatever right, 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 one right, last right. year was. It's the other one. Uh-huh. And this is this is the one gap in my flag knowledge. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, they're the first team ever from. That's their Bosnian country. flag. Okay. To qualify for the uh, group stage and of the European competition. Wow, how fun. Uh, Breathe Blake also would have been if they'd won the tie. So that was a really kind of fun mm. tie with a lot on the line. So Sheriff Tiraspol uh, make it through as well as Ludogorets. Um, meanwhile, in the quote-unquote main path, another win for the Greeks so far this year. Olympiakos got past Ghent 2-1 over two legs. Um, Genk. Uh, might be disappointed in that result. It mm-hmm. continues to kind of downward trend for the Belgians so far in qualifying, which we'll touch on yeah. more. After a great year last year as well. Mm-hmm. Another potentially competitive one ends pretty comfortably in favor of Slavia Prague over Dini Pro 4-1. Um, that means that uh, all the losers we've just mentioned, they are transferred to the Europa Conference League playoff round. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll circle back to them very soon. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the Europa League playoff round, I don't know if you're still following us, uh uh this is gonna kick off this week, David, August twenty-fourth and August thirty-first. Consider this your preview. Slavia Prague taking on Zoria Luhansk 
of uh, Ukraine. What do you, what, how do you, how do you feel? Tell me all about these teams, tactics and players. Yeah. And cultures as football clubs. So obviously Zoya Luansk from Ukraine, they've been pretty good over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Ukrainian league though, still seeing players kind of exodus from there mm-hmm. and seem like it might begin a little weaker. Uh, well, Savia Prague were almost qualified for the champions league playoff round. Yeah. I think, they're down. I think they should be the favorites here. Uh, then we have Olympiakos and Kukuriki. Kukuriki are, I believe, in their first European campaign. It might be their second European campaign. Really? Uh, yeah, they're very small historic mm. club. But I feel like they've been pretty successful the last couple of years in the league, haven't they? Yeah, they've been yeah. up and around there. I just don't yeah. think they've ever actually been yeah. in the European spot. Well, this is probably a step too um, far from them. Olympiakos looks Olympiakos like they may have really fixed strong. a few of their issues from last yeah. year. They were a mess last year. Um, yeah, I think they're pretty clear favorites as well mm-hmm. meanwhile saint jill was who almost had the belgian title wrapped up also <laughs> uh, until they conceded late at home um they take on lugano and this one is a little more interesting i think saint jill was is probably the favorite here but mm-hmm. saint jill was has lost as is sort of customary for them though some of their best players their best players you might even say yeah um we're gonna we're gonna get back to leverkusen too but victor boniface their prolific number nine has departed um for uh Jabi Alonso's side. Uh we'll see him in the Europa League, thankfully, still. Um they also lost captain and talisman Teddy Tuma, who yeah. fucked off to Rem, uh, which is disappointing. So we're gonna have some experimenting to do with while well, we watch St. Joe's. It's gonna be different Absolutely. than last year. Um and uh, you know, they made that run all the way to the the quarterfinals of the Europa League. Mm-hmm. Um it'll be interesting to to see how they're evolving. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen any of the Belgian league so far, but this is their first European games. Same with Lugano. So really hard to pick a winner because yeah, decent amount of moving parts. And yeah, we haven't really seen them play. For now, I'll back USG here. Yeah, it's more fun. Um, Meanwhile, Ludogorets will host Ajax um, in the first leg. That's a tough one for Ludo. Uh, (laughs) Don't know what to say about that necessarily. Um, I'm... Other than I think Ajax is probably going to kick their ass. Ajax is still in this transitional phase that we saw them begin last year where they're a little meh. You know, they finished third, didn't even get in a Champions League qualifying uh, spot. Um, so, but I think this is too much for Ludogorets. Yeah. Um, then Hacken, uh, fresh off of their embarrassment in Keystale, uh, hosts Aberdeen on the 24th. Do you think Aberdeen has a chance here? I've heard I, some good things about how Aberdeen are playing so far this season. Yeah, but they're also a JJ Scottish Bull team Bullard. that isn't Celtic or Rangers. JJ Bull the Bullard is is is, is saying they're actually well coached and pressing well and looking like a proper team again. And everybody said the same thing about Hearts last year. They yeah. were in Aberdeen's spot. I just do not trust Scottish teams that aren't Celtic or Rangers. Hearts when, just didn't have the Hearts didn't have it. They didn't have the heart. They weren't good enough. Yeah. No, they weren't good enough. Um they could win. They could beat Hacken, though. They can beat Hacken. They probably won't. But I wouldn't put my money on it. <laughs> no, I'm going to take Hacken, too. I don't trust the Scots outside yeah. of Celtic and Rangers. Fair. All right, what about Lask and Zrinski? I mean, Lask should be able, should be taking care of this. Sure. Zrinski haven't played a big team yet, so they haven't mm-hmm. pulled the upsets and made waves uh, mm-hmm. with their little run, but this should be a step too far from them. Mm-hmm. And I think the conference league will be a good chance for them. It is, yeah. Team. Yeah, all the losers here go straight into the conference league groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, would be fun to see them there. Uh, Key, our our new best friends, taking on Sheriff. Um, one of our old best friends, of, from uh, yeah, Real Madrid. You have to say that Sheriff should win. Obviously, 
Sheriff is another one of those teams like Carabag that changes their entire team so often that I have no idea who's still up there. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll obviously be the favorites here, but you never know. Maybe you get another nil-nil in Faroe Islands on Wednesday or whenever. Yeah, it's a crazy and, long uh, journey, too, for both teams. Sucks, yeah, sucks to go to Faroe Islands for anybody, but especially you know a non-Scandinavian team here for the first yeah. time. Um, that's one to look out for. Uh, at the very worst, again, we get to see Key in the group stage of the conference league. Probably a better outcome for them because they'll actually be competitive mm-hmm. and the Europa League, they'll get their ass kicked. Uh, let's do uh, Carabag traveling to Olympia Ljubljana. Carabag should um, win. Uh, the Slovenian teams have not been doing super well. And I know Olympia are the big team, but yeah, Carabag should be, a, yeah. be able to win this. I would expect the On paper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we have Slovan Bratislava hosting Eris. Um, this is a tough one for Eris. Um, impressive that they've actually gotten to this stage at all. Uh, yeah. Um, for such a for such a small country club, um, Bratislava should be heavy favorites here. You'd think. And but Dinamo, the Cypriot clubs do tend to overperform. That's true. The expectations. Uh, they had a good. They had a good run last year. Yeah, and then Dinamo Zagreb against Sparta Prague is definitely the. Biggest name. That's a good game. one. I mean, this is. That's a good one. That's a toss up. You'd have... most of yeah. these, I think, are pretty obvious, leading one direction. Mm-hmm. This is one that I think could definitely go either way. Yeah, I mean, I think I would favor Dinamo Zagreb just slightly. Historically, yeah. they're typically the better team. I haven't seen much of them this year, but I would tend to favor them over Slavia Prague. Sure, but definitely pretty toss up. Um, and then before we move on to the conference league, I just wanted to do a quick update on the pots here. Yeah. Um, because uh, you know, that'll matter for for seeding in these groups. Mm-hmm. Um, pot one, uh, will be of those who have qualified so far, made up of West Ham, Liverpool, crazy that Liverpool's in the Europa League, uh, yeah. Roma, Villarreal, Leverkusen, and Atalanta. Um, pot one or two, uh, could go either way. Sporting and Wren. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition, uh. Pot two, Real Betis. Pot two or three, Marseille and Brighton. Uh, I would hate to get Brighton as a pot three team. <laughs> uh, Freiburg could be either two, three, or four. Sturm yeah. Graz and Toulouse could be three or four. Pot four, Servette and uh, TSC. Imagine if you are a pot two team and you draw like Roma, Marseille, or Roma, Brighton, and Freiburg. Yeah, that would suck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or Liverpool. Well, you can't draw <laughs> Liverpool and Brighton. That's yeah, why. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. oh my God, that would be yeah. so brutal. And we have a chance here for a group with Roma, Batiste, Brighton, and Freiburg, which would be Roma, Batiste would be a rematch so of, uh, of Europa League group last year. Yeah, I mean that would just be such a fun group where it's like, oh my God, there's so many good teams hanging around in these pots two, three, four. Yeah, it's the Europa League group is going to be a couple gonna, group of deaths. It's going to be really fun groups. Um. So, uh, Conference League, of course, nobody is qualified for the group stage yet because it's mm. not how the Conference League works. Everybody plays the playoff round. Yeah. Everybody everybody plays the playoff round, and everybody else uh, that makes it into the groups is knocked down from other mm. other competitions, as you should know at this point if you've listened this far into the podcast. Um, I don't think we need to go through every single game no. here because <laughs> the like, first oh, qualifying you're... round of the Conference League is some wild shit. You want to maybe pick, like, one or two super weird ones to talk yes. about here. I think the most notable one, some of the most random teams, should be Vaduz against David Rodnos from Belarus. We and love Vaduz, Vaduz, who last year were one of the Cinderella stories of Europe. 
They're out. First round. First so, game. Or second yeah. game, I guess, technically. But that's the fuck that's what that's what it's all about, man. Yeah. Um that's what it's all about. Who did so they lose to? They lost to Neymon Grodno from Belarus. Oh, so true. Which uh <laughs> one of my favorites. Um and then another one that I want to highlight just because I want to try to say the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zeljeznikar. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, they eliminated Dinamo Minsk, who used not to be a, not a, small a really, really big team. It used to be a big team back um, in the day. Belarus, obviously, not in uh, the same position they used yeah, to be. Sure, but I would like to so. point out that not only is there a Icelandic team named Ki, there mm-hmm. is also an Icelandic team named Ka. Just <laughs> <laughs> wanted that out there. Uh, and and then uh, I also wanted to give a shout out to Haverford West County mm-hmm. of the Welsh League, who yeah. defeated a Macedonian team on penalties. That's fun. Yeah. Um, Haverford West, I actually want to highlight their next game as well. Oh, and I should also say Arsenal lost uh, to, I think, a Romanian team, 7-2. to two. Yeah, yeah. They did. No follow-ups. Definitely. We definitely mean the Arsenal you're thinking of. Look it up. It's true. Ooh, yes. Um. Yeah. Uh, second qualifying round, we can move on there. Uh, I think some of the bigger games to mention are Dinamo Tbilisi, who former USSR champions... They have tons of deep European runs from before they were part mm-hmm. of the Georgian setup and when they were part of the USSR yeah, setup. Yeah, one of bunch one European competitions in like mm-hmm. the seventies. Yeah, and they went out to Hamran Spartans mm-hmm. in the second qualifying round, and it's just the Georgian teams have been doing all right, but mm-hmm. Dinamo Tbilisi has been one of the biggest teams in Georgia, still is, and is consistently qualifying for Europe and just not getting through. Yeah. They continue to struggle here, and it's something's got to change for that team. They fired like tough to ev- lose to Hamron. They fired like everybody yeah, after yeah. that. Um you saw your see. unfortunately your club New Saints bowed out to uh to a team from Luxembourg called Swift. Yeah. If you uh, ever need a good team to scout in football manager, uh-huh. New Saints gonna be amateur players, so you can steal them for cheap. Trey, Trey really Penne from San Marino lost 10-0 on yeah. aggregate to Valmera, Valmiera. Mm-hmm. Um, now, why is it that Red Imps and Flora uh, received buys through the through the second qualifying round? What, what is that? I, I think it was random who gets the buys. Oh. oh. So, do they get coefficient points for that? Qual- I think they get the coefficient points for getting to the next round, which is like 0.1 uh-huh. or something. So, it's a very small amount. Interesting, but yeah, I do um, think they get COVID yeah, for that. Maybe one good t- talking point here. Uh, now that we're out of the move out of the champions path into the main path, mm-hmm. um, we saw what we've seen so far is some Portuguese teams struggling in these yes. qualifier rounds. Uh, Vitoria Guimarães barely got out of dodge against Kelly. No, they did not get out of dodge, they lost on penalties. Uh, oh, yes, that's right, that's what I meant. They again. They lost four two on penalties after four four on aggregate to some team named Kelia, who I've truly never heard of before. Yeah, out of um, Kelia, Kelia, Slovakia, right? Yeah, yes, that's tough. That's that is really that's a really tough one. Yeah, I have a. I'll mention them later in a bit, but yeah, the Portuguese league has historically struggled in these qualifiers. That is not. That is one of the worst. That's like losing to Keybed for yeah. at that level. They're not the only league that struggled in these qualifiers, though. I want to point out that Sweden had three teams playing in this round, I believe. Mm. And Hammerby lost to Twente. Okay. Twente is really good. Fair. Yeah. That's a tough um, that's a tough draw. Kalmar lost to Punic. Again, not in isolation. Mm-hmm. That bad a result. Punic are pretty strong. And then um Jurgardens lost to Luzerne. 3-2. 
that Again, one's tough. Not in its isolation. Yeah. That terrible result, but all They're three bad of them. Bad draws, too, aren't they? They're yeah. unlucky draws. And all three of them to go against yeah. them. Really rough for Sweden, yeah. who are in a coefficient battle for yeah. uh, themselves. Um, uh, and I guess then, you consider Xira United being Dudelange, maybe an upset. Maybe. Uh, the Diddlers are out. Mm-hmm. Were, we saw them in the group stage last year. This year, they're out. Besiktas got through here. Nefji, Applewell, FCSB, some of our friends from last year. The one I do want to highlight, though, is B36 Torshvan mm-hmm. took out Haverford West County. Oh. So that's Fair Island's eliminated Welsh team. Amazing. But it went to extra time, and there was quite the controversy around penalty calls, fouls. It was a lot of people very upset, thought B36 got a little bit lucky in the second leg mm. with some favorable calls. Love some drama. Um, I love that they're paying them off. The fairies, yeah. the fairies are on something right now. They're they doing are. something sneaky. What um, if we ended it? We, you know, the thought, just the thought at this point of two fairies teams ending up in the, in the well, group stage. Well, we, yeah, don't, oh yeah. 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 It, it, it was in play. It was, um, we also had it in play that, you know, Key's Icelandic cousins, Ka, would be in play because they got through this round also, mm-hmm. beating Dundalk over two legs. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that sets us up for the next round. Oh, Derry City being Cups is probably an upset too. Oh, right? yes. Yeah. 5 4 on aggregate. It's a pretty big upset. Yeah. Cups have been usually pretty reliable in terms of like the Europa League or the Conference League qualifiers. So mm-hmm. them to go out early like this is a, definitely an upset, especially to Derry City. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think moving on to the next round. Yeah, yeah. The two teams it. that got buys both got smacked really easily. Super true. Um, Lincoln and Flora drop out to Balkani and Farul. Uh combined 10-1 across those. Mm-hmm. Both uh gone. Shruga got past Swift and Partizani got past Valmira. Frank Farros dominated. Mm-hmm. Again, they've bounced back, it looks like, from the key incident. Mm-hmm. Uh some big games in the main path though. Makabi Tel Aviv against AK Monarca, that is quite the draw. Yeah, it is. AK was really had a really good campaign in the in conference league last year. We covered them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um disappointing from them, I'm sure, to get that draw um and to lose so narrowly. I was a little surprised Alkmaar only beat Santa Coloma from Romania <laughs> yeah. by three goals to nil in uh after uh only scoring one away goal and then two nil at home. Uh, mm-hmm. not the most convincing performances from them. Um Michelin and Besiktas are both through pretty comfortably. Meanwhile, Dinamo Kiev came up against Ares, one of these Greek teams who have been surprising us, and only got out with their lives, winning a 6-5 penalty shootout. Um, Other interesting stuff, Legia uh, knocked out Austria-Vienne. Yep, another year, another very disappointing campaign from Austria-Vienne. Yeah, the Vienna Vienna teams are not having their best period in their history right now. Yeah. Uh, and then I Either think the most important result in yeah. this round, though, was Aruca from Portugal against Braun. Uh-huh. Again, in isolation, you're not mad at Aruca for losing a Braun. Yeah. Right? Aruca's not your Aruca's typical, not a typical. They're not usually qualifying for Europe, are they? No. But that's now six times that Portuguese teams mm. have gone into Conference League qualifiers, and six times they've been eliminated Jeez. before the group stage. It's that when you're a nation that's trying to compete for that fifth European mm-hmm. uh, level and coefficient, you cannot be having teams dropping out of this. This is a great chance to get the points. Yeah. If they'd had all six of those teams qualify, I bet they would have been in fifth now. Yeah. But they just cannot That's get tough. through this. It's really rough. It's tough. Um, uh, speaking of coefficient battles, I think another one to highlight was Hibs-Luzerne. 
Mm. So best two Scottish teams mm -hmm. who beat Swiss teams through qualifiers, and that's massive. And right Hertz next to each beat other, Rosenborg. Yeah, Norway. Well, I was, too. Yeah, I was highlighting the Hibs Luzern. There, yeah, yeah. Scots and the Swiss right next yeah. to each other. For oh, interesting. So that's a big deal. And it's where it's yeah. a Europa League spot is on the line there. Mm. So. Hearts beating uh Hearts beating Rosenberg, I thought was impressive. Mm -hmm. Especially um, because they look awful in the first yeah. leg. Unfortunately, Derry City couldn't uh couldn't follow suit. Just losing out to Tobol. That would have been Which huge for them to get quite to the it. distance between the two. No shit. <laughs> That's probably the longest one. Yeah. Yeah. Um Applewell getting through our our dear Ka going out, no. getting hammered, ten giving two. up ten goals to Bruga. Five one. Fenerbahce getting through, Twenta getting through. Uh, Ghent getting through a lot of the big teams, Victoria Pilsen, a lot of the big teams. Yeah, um, Victoria Pilsen, remember, was in the Champions League groups last year. Um, and they were they had won the league the year prior. They looked they, at the start of the year, they looked to run away with it again. Then they took a big tank, uh, mid season, um, after Barcelona beat the shit out of them. Yeah, it seemed to hurt their confidence it and their feelings. And then they didn't win the league. So here they are in uh, your conference league qualifying. Anyway, that takes us all the way. To the playoffs. To the playoff round, which again, coming up this week and the week after. Um, let's start with the champions path. That's always the most fun, yeah. I think. Uh Struga and Breathablick is a game I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce that. That's the weird D thing. I don't give a shit about the um, weird D thing. I don't but... care. I don't care about Icelandic weird Ds. Okay. <laughs> so Inbred Struga is facing Breathablick in that two nations that don't get a lot of European true prominence and Breathablick could become the first that is Macedonia and Iceland. Yes. Breathablick could become the first Icelandic team to make a group stage. If and they we had our that. first Macedonian one last year with Scoopy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's one of the things that you really like about the conference league. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Giving these teams from smaller nations, the ability to yeah. play in group and stages. Because it's still new every year. We're having new nations mm -hmm. represented. Yeah. Potential uh, for three this year, which I think brings us down to only six. Oh, really? Represented at oh, all. Yeah. Enjoy it well at last. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Balkani, um, who we fell in love with a little bit last year, mm -hmm. could be back in the group stage if they get past Bate Borisov. That's a pretty strong team. Is it? Yeah. Dude, they're like the big team in Belarus. All right. Sure. If you say so. I think so. Maybe. Uh, we have Zalgaris, uh, brutal draw against Finnish Vot. I can never say Spanish that. Varos. I fucking hate saying that. Say Fradi. They're supposed to be like Frenish Varos or something. Say, say Fradi. That's Fradi. That's like their nickname. Fradi. Yeah. Uh, homophobic. I mean, Fradi. <laughs> uh, that's an interesting one. Uh, there was some, there was some shit going on circling on Twitter this summer um, about how Liverpool could be playing at Zalgaris' home stadium. Then it was like a picture of a train going through the ground, which is... Having covered Zalgaris's home state at their home stadium last year, not it, not it, not it. There's no train. It was like a third division stadium. Yeah, and it's... everybody was like, "Oh my god!" Look, first of all, and then it was also like Zalgaris isn't even guaranteed to be in the Europa League. Obviously, not even guaranteed yeah. to be in the Conference League yeah. uh, if they lose. So uh, uh, that was annoying. It's... Check your facts. Yeah, it's a little disrespectful. Check your fucking facts. To be yeah. to understated. To be understated. Now Zalgaris's stadium is really janky. But in yeah. its own way. Yeah. <laughs> and I like it. Not because there's a train running Not through it. Not because there's a train running through it. Um, you know, we have Farul um and HJK. Mm -hmm. Uh it could be fun to have a Finnish team in there again. Yeah. Uh and Astana and Partizani. Um, no idea what'll happen in that, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Astana should probably they're I think the Kazakh teams are usually pretty solid and Albanians don't excite me. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Um 
All right, so let's do the main path then. We yep. have Levski and Frankfurt. That's a tough break for Levski. <laughs> yep. Uh, Frankfurt is going to beat the shit out of them. We have Ghent and Apoel, which is a little more interesting than it sounds because the, the Belgians haven't been doing fantastic. Mm-mm. And Ghent's had sort of a weird couple of years for consistency. Um, then we have Spartak, Ternava, and Dini Pro. Probably lean Dini Pro there. Yeah, should. Um, then we have Sepsi and Bodo Glimt. That mm. should be uh, pretty comfortably one-sided, you'd think. Mm-hmm. As would Tobol and Victoria Pilsen. Um, the one thing I will say about Tobol, Victoria Pilsen, Tobol's a tough place to get to. Sure. So, <laughs> so maybe they don't make it and they have to forfeit. Well, yeah, that almost <laughs> happened when Basel right. had to go to Kazakhstan. True. <laughs> uh, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you never know. There. Um, I'd be really bummed if I was a Hibs fan because uh, they're running into Aston At Villa. Least you get to play Aston Villa. It's fun, but you could have gotten, you know, a lot anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, Aston Villa, you know, they got battered by Newcastle, but yeah. they looked pretty convincing today. They're they're going to be a, you know, a top seven contender again. Yeah. In the... Somebody, I saw a graphic online that tracked the team values of Hibs and Aston Villa against mm-hmm. each other from back when the Premier League was founded in 1992, because obviously soccer did not exist in England before then, uh, and compared them versus Hibs. Mm-hmm. And back then they were almost the identical values. Damn. And now Aston Villa is worth like, 700 million it's worth more. like 300 percent more yeah it's crazy. probably it's, more than that yeah uh all especially now because they maybe can maybe should be considered the favorites for this competition because who was their coach david unai emery europa slash now conference league Please. expert the unai european emery. specialist european specialist uh so don't put and they have a pretty strong squad so something to keep an eye on then we have michelin and legia warsaw which is a pretty decent matchup you'd still think michelin would be strong favorites mm-hmm. but maybe a little more competitive if Lille and uh Rijeka Rijeka, Rijeka that's yeah. not going to be a competitive probably <laughs> see maybe French teams have a yeah Lille's have been struggling good. and uh right, what they, they are French them? they yeah. are French uh Genk and Adana Demispor uh we have Fenerbahce and Twente which is maybe like the flagship matchup mm-hmm. in this uh in this stage one to keep an eye on yeah, the quality and of that. No idea really what's going to happen there. That's a toss-up for me. Dinamo Kiev and Besiktas is a pretty good one. Yeah, if I'm the Turkish FA, I'm probably going to UEFA and throwing a little hissy fit. Like, how did we get how do we get three th- really tough draws? Yeah. <laughs> it would be suck. It would suck if they lost all three of those for yeah. them. Um, Alkmaar and Braun, Rapid Vienna and Fiorentina. That's a tough one for Rapid Vienna, mm-hmm. obviously. Another uh, Fiorentina sure to be a favorite in this competition for the second year running yep. one of the favorites well yeah and we'll get to the story of Fiorentina being in the competition yep. at all in get a little bit soon, but... yeah uh then we have hearts and pauk that's an interesting one uh hearts has another chance to get to go back to back group stages in europe which would be pretty exciting for them uh Nordschland and partisan osazuna the new boys uh in spain who we'll also talk about uh, soon and Club Brugge, that's a pretty good that's one. That's a really good matchup. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure Club Brugge is, you know, we remember them from the Champions League pretty recently being really competitive in the groups not yeah. so long ago, and now they're a completely different looking team. Yeah, and, they don't have CDK anymore. Yeah, they don't have CDK anymore. <laughs> uh, Kaka. And finally, Maccabi Tel Aviv and Kelly. Yeah, 
who uh, fuck, fuck it, I don't give a Tel Aviv should be winning that one. Yeah, but and upsets happen as we've seen yeah. throughout. The and there's no race. fourth European competition to go if you lose here. Yes, so you got to take you're care done. of business here. Uh, so really, I think one of the things to keep an eye on in this is going to be can the Scottish teams get to a group stage because that's huge for them in their coefficient battle with Switzerland. And then the three Turkish teams, they need to get at least a couple of them oh, into sure. the group stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep their coefficient up. Most definitely. Some of the other storylines that I either forgot in the heat of the moment mm-hmm. to mention, or just like fun things that happened, were in uh, the Champions League when uh, Copenhagen was playing against Brithablik mm. and eliminated them. Copenhagen won 6-3. to three. And the difference was the three goals from 18-year-old striker Oskarsson, whose father gave him his debut at 13. His father. <laughs> and coaches Brithablik. He eliminated his dad with a hat trick. Really fun thing. Introduced things. him at 13. 13. That's crazy. <laughs> the guy's been at least a semi-pro for five years. That's hilarious. Um, When Beitar Jerusalem and Pauk met, the sprinklers came on during the middle of the game. Not once, but twice. <laughs> Uh, Scoopier forgot to bring their away kits oh, no. to their game. Um, Santa Coloma reaching the third qualifying round was actually the furthest any Andorran side has been. Wow, the third qualifying round. Yeah. Um, and How long until we get an Andorran side in the group stage? But it would be pretty embarrassing if a, that a Faroese team is getting in ahead of them. Yeah. Um, and That's then awkward. Tobo pulled one of the bigger upsets that we kind of – brushed over they beat basel mm, and basel yeah, I forgot about that. obviously looked disastrous in the league i think that's why yeah we forgot about it oh, they basel, even though they almost made uh the final of the conference league last year somehow mm-hmm. um but yeah they tell the briefly re- regale us with that story so if they you missed it they played the first leg in switzerland uh and they got two red cards ended up losing three <laughs> to one uh so that's two players that can't play in the next leg, which is rough Remember, because they're already this team wasn't good last year, but they were in the they did go to extra time in the semifinals, semifinals against Fiorentina at yeah. home. They were at home. They could have won. Yeah. This they is a were great atmosphere. Close. One of the best atmospheres in Europe. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, well, they lost, but it was because of the red cards, and mm-hmm. maybe they can turn it around. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna be tough. Tobol's far to go. Well, their injury list was already absurd. They had like seven guys out with injuries, yet in the two suspended players, and you're like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. this is going to be tough like there's not a lot of bodies sure even and then they have to get to kazakhstan which i don't know if you i'm not to... sure anyone's ever had to get to kazakhstan before yeah has that ever been a thing anyone said out loud <laughs> oh god we have to get, get to, to kazakhstan. kazakhstan so i don't know if you know where tobol is but i did i sure don't No, <laughs> but they're not in astana the one big city in kazakhstan mm-hmm. so it, they have to have a chartered plane take them they have their own chartered plane because basel's a big european team They'll be fine. Uh, no, the plane's broken. <laughs> they have to get a backup one, and the backup one is also kind of broken. Oh, my God. So they have to go. They end up losing two more players due to food poisoning or some <laughs> type of sickness that prevented them from traveling. This sounds like collusion. They barely get to Kazakhstan the day of the game. So they have to go after traveling for almost 40 hours, <laughs> barely getting there, manage to play a game with, half the team back in Switzerland mm-hmm. to try to beat Tobol and they win the game, but they can't overturn the two goal deficit and they go down in really embarrassing fashion wow. to uh, Tobol from Kazakhstan, who I mean, definitely deserved to go through. Yeah. I watched the first leg live and 
Basel did not look good, even without the red cards. It was not a surprise that they lost that first leg. Mm. So really disappointing for them. Tough, and tough one. And we mentioned the Swiss League in a coefficient battle. This is mm-hmm. not gonna help. No, they got they got young boys still. Yeah. Uh and uh so does the Swiss League. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh um, but yeah, so Switzerland now down only three teams, uh, and looking like maybe only one or two will yeah. make Europe at all. Uh, or Turkey, make the group stages. Yeah, Turkey and Scotland did a battle, direct battle too, huh? Yeah, Turkey actually had the highest coefficient mm-hmm. so far this year, 3.5. So if they can hold it, then they would qualify an extra team to the Champions yeah. League. Wow. I will say Scotland uh, has done a remarkable like overperformance of their league quality thanks to like Rangers making the final, the Europa League, uh, Celtic being in the in the group stages of Champions League. Like mm-hmm. they've they've really the they're and you know Hearts being getting to be in the Conference League last year. They've done some some they've had some really high end success or with their with their best teams. Um, that's really carrying them over in the coefficient with leagues that you could consider to be much deeper and better. Yeah. Um, like Turkey and you know Switzerland that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. So that's it's something to keep track of. Um, this year as well. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, I mean, the other, just to highlight some of the coefficient battles mm-hmm. that are just things to keep an eye on because they actually could have major impacts. France and the Netherlands are really the two They're teams neck and neck. neck and neck for that fifth spot. So the Netherlands would be passing France right now, which would give them the new... So in the future, it's going to be the top five leagues that qualify the same number of teams mm-hmm. to the new Champions League, Europa League, Conference League format. The Netherlands right now is in place to pass France and get that extra spot, which would be huge for the league. And a really big chance, because they only have really the three biggest teams are kind of the standouts there. Yeah. And to there's give a, there's an a extra line... team that Champions League yeah. spot would be huge financially for the league. Yeah, there's usually a line between like the, the top three and the top five. You know, mm-hmm. if you tack on Alkmaar and Twente. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are pretty, pretty frequently going to finish in the five top spots. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as we saw last year, I mean, Twente was eliminated in qualifying by, by, uh, um, Fiorentina, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was tight. Yeah. And there, I mean, Twente was clearly good and Alkmaar made a deep run, um, and looked pretty confident, um, before going on the semis to West Ham. So, um, yeah, I mean, the conference league is another, is, is another really useful tool for leagues of that size with, you know slightly deeper um quality than you know yeah and i think that's a big reason why france <laughs> yeah. i think it's a big reason why they passed portugal is just that mid-table quality in the netherlands is mm-hmm. pretty solid well, i don't know about mid-table but you know well i'm sorry mid-table. like yeah the high mid-tables yeah, the teams yeah. that are going to be playing in the conference league the yeah. fifth and sixth and maybe mm-hmm. seventh if there's a weird cup thing yeah. going on and portugal really struggles after four yeah they're already down to only those four teams are left. Yeah, that can pretty much every year. Um, the highest league fully eliminated, Republic of Ireland, coming off a really strong year. They're only going to be able to put up a 1.5, mm-hmm. which will likely send them back down out of the top 33, and they'll have to go through an extra round of qualifying. Wah, wah. Sad. And then... Um, Almost had an Irish team in the... the yeah. Dugout. Should point out as well, Iceland, 3.166 coefficient this year. So that's boosted them up six spots from 48th to 42nd. Yeah, having a good and run, they, aren't they? Yeah, if they get to the group stages, they could really push themselves up. And 
get into earlier rounds for mm. qualifying. So those I'll are kind that. of the the big ones going on. San Marino stays last. Yeah, really naturally. Sad. Yeah, naturally losing 10 nil and all that. Yeah, uh, just like internationally. Mm-hmm. Just like international uh, football as well. Yeah, I mean, when basically every person who lives in the country has to be on your national yeah. team. <laughs> it's hard. I don't even know how they have teams. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, for so for the last bit of a, the podcast here, uh, what we want to do is just go through uh, the big leagues, um, just a brief spiel about um, what's been going on, some of these teams that uh, have made our competitions, um, maybe talk, look ahead to the – the season ahead in the leagues and see who we might who might be replacing them next year or joining them um what league do you want to start with uh let's just do what every single podcast does and start, start with the, the prem. premier league right. <laughs> uh we're starting with the prem um so yeah as you may know liverpool and brighton qualified for the group stages of the europa league liverpool first seat first time in six years they didn't qualify for the champions league um so Back it's the first they time they belong yeah so it's the first time in a while uh, where we'll see Klopp's men down there mm-hmm. and have to consider them, if not the favorite, one of the biggest favorites in this competition. They're mm-hmm. super strong team, especially in attack, and will feel they should finish top four this year and might, I think, probably will. Um, And, uh, yeah, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, and I think their biggest enemy might be, like, a strong team finishing third in the Champions League and knocking them out early. Um, or yeah. pulling an Arsenal last year and falling asleep at home against Sporting. Mm. I do think there's teams like Liverpool should be the favorite, mm-hmm. and almost regardless of who falls out of the Champions League, will likely be the favorite. Yeah. Um, knockouts. Yeah, but there's definitely probably teams have the, the that best have the high-end talent of it. Yeah, um, but they're teams who have the mm-hmm. talent to win a tie against Liverpool yeah. for sure. Be, yeah, you see what happens when you get complacent and like. Well, with yeah. Arsenal last year, they got complacent in that round of 16. Well, even teams that aren't complacent. Like, if Liverpool yeah. shows up with a B game mm-hmm. against a, like, Real Betis or a Bayer Leverkusen, mm-hmm. and they show up with their A game, mm-hmm. could be could be, could be beaten. Yeah. Like, um, Liverpool and- will still need to be really tuned in, need to play yeah. their A games, especially late mm-hmm. in the competition. You know, another team who could so. beat them? Brighton. Brighton could. Brighton could. Brighton, uh, people will like Brighton as, like, a sleeper favorite for this because um but before we make any grand declarations about how good they are which they are um we should see them play in europe because they've never played in europe before. yeah so uh i I'll, and they'll be dealing with the the cliched but mostly true rigors of managing um europe and like mm-hmm. midweek football for the first time especially on a thursday the same could be said for aston villa who finished seventh and will be making their first european run in over a decade mm-hmm. um so yeah those are they're both good teams brighton obviously um was always losing some players to chelsea they look caicedo was gone um levi cole will well will who started all their center back games basically last year is gone but they just seem to refresh and get better and better and better um so the one thing we should say we'll is see. at least brighton with deserby um he does have one season of european experience yeah as well so even the manager isn't super experienced there versus like mm-hmm. Aston Villa. Unai Emery understands how to handle these European yeah. midweek games. He's the master. And the travel. Um, But Brighton, you know, they play so, their system is so impeccable and yeah. the players look so sharp all the time and they're scoring so freely um, that, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch them and Villa uh, this season. Do you, yep. do you have a, 
Who do you think is going to end up in those spots next year? So I have Chelsea and Liverpool off the bat finishing fifth and sixth for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I did these predictions before the season started. Yep. I'm We're allowed little, to change them until the end of the window. Yeah, I'm That's a little goal. lower on United after the first two weeks, but it's only the first two weeks, so maybe United could be down there. I have United finishing seventh. Wow, that's really far off. Mm-hmm. And I have um, I have uh, Newcastle taking a half step back in the league just because they'll be in the Champions League. Yeah. Um, I still think they look really, even though they lost to City, they kind of look like they can yeah. be a top six team to me again. I mean, and yeah, then I have Spurs in sixth um, because. I think Ange Ball is a really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're in the, headed in the right direction for the first time since Poch was fired. Um, we had that negative fucking energy out of the building. Finally, everyone is absolutely really... But this is not a Spurs podcast until next year when they're in the Europa League. Maybe. Hopefully not, because they'll be in the Champions League. Um, let's go to Serie A then. Oh, um, we should also mention, just like, with the English teams, there has been, particularly with... Well, no, with all the teams in the Europa League, just... A lot of really important players have been out as well, or moved out as well. So, like, West Ham lost Declan Rice, massive key contributor to their Conference League win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucas Paqueta's right. in, in some, some investigation for yeah. potentially spot-fixing games. Yep. Uh, Liverpool lost a lot of players to Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. notably Jordan Henderson. Um, so, losing their captain could be something difficult to deal mm-hmm. with, but the quality there... Should be good. And they brought in Endo from Stuttgart recently as a replacement after losing out on Caicedo and Lavia. And Brighton lost Caicedo, recently lost um, Twassard. Almost said that. Twassard. And, uh, yeah. Well, he and lost he McAllister. He forced well his way out like in December. In January. January. Yeah. yeah. Out of the lineup in December. Yeah. He, they, um, they, haven't, they didn't miss him. Yeah. And lost McAllister as well. So Deserby has a lot of. Work to do, just like reinventing the squad. But yeah, but they did make a lot of signings over the summer. They they brought in Dahoud from mm-hmm. Dortmund. Um, they brought in J- Milner. Yeah, which I be... love that. I love that he started last week. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, obviously they have the all these kids. They have Enciso looks amazing. Juanete yeah. is a really fun kid. Um, they have Angira mm-hmm. and Matoma looks and Evan Ferguson on the bench, who's like oh, still only eighteen somehow. The Irish lad. Yeah, who like he, looks like he's gonna be sold for three hundred million pounds in a year or two? Because yeah, that's how it works with Brighton players. He's played twenty games. I know that's Caicedo had only played forty five. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and they made a hundred million profit on him. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, let's go to Syria, who yeah. uh saw a big resurgence in European form last year, although they by which we evidenced by making three European finals. Unfortunately, they lost all three of those, but it's the step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very wide open league, especially in like the top seven or eight. Um, I think it's going to be uh, very interesting to see how things shake out, shake out and hard to predict to some mm-hmm. degree. Um, but what we do know is that Atalanta and Roma both qualified. Uh, Roma, of course, lost the Europa League final in embarrassing, petty fashion last May. Um, and... Uh, Juve uh, landed in seventh, having gotten a 15-point deduction given, taken away, and given again, and then not taken away, mm-hmm. <laughs> which should have put them, although they would have finished second without that deduction, put them in seventh, should have put them in the Conference League, except they were UEFA that kicked them out of that as well. Yes. So that spot went... Deservedly to, so, I Deservedly think. so, yeah. sure. That spot went to eighth place Fiorentina, who was just about the runner-up in the conference league last mm-hmm. year and we got another crack at it 
Yep. And I think Fiorentina have done a really good job strengthening their squad this summer. I love it. I really love well. the moves they made. And it's the second season under Italiano, who Ooh. I was worried might move to Napoli at the st- after Spalletti yep. left. He was um, in the Which would have been field. a cool fit, actually. Yeah. Um, much better than the person they went with. Garcia. Uh, get your foot off my bed. So. And then... <laughs> Um, I think Fiorentina is 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 has been improved upon. Um, if these signings go to plan, I think they're actually a contender to finish higher than eighth this year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, on my predictions, I still have them in eighth because I think there's just I like, have them in seventh. I think there's just a little bit step. I have Lazio in eighth. Yeah. I'm very reasonable, but I the one signing I really love is Parisi, coming mm-hmm. in as a left back from Empoli. He was incredible last year. Mm-hmm. Only cost him ten million, and that's it's great for it. Great business. Mm-hmm. Uh, he should be Baragi's like understudy at the start of the year, but I expect him to take over that spot. Mm-hmm. And then I, they've made some moves as well. I dropped Dodo out. He went to um, Dodo's still still in the lineup, I think, or not in the lineup. He's to, on the bench. Thought he moved to the Premier League. Who moved? Oh, Igor. Igor Sorry. moved. Yeah, Dodo's still on the bench. Yeah, switched my guys up. Um, very similar with the one name, the mononym. Mm. It's confusing, mm. but. Yeah, mm. Igor. They dropped Igor, who had a disappointing season last year. And, and uh, what's his name left too? The striker. Oh, right. um, yeah, Cabral left Cabral for left. Benfica, who never quite, never could quite hack it. No, he was just so inconsistent. Yeah. There'd be games where you're like, "Wow, he looks really, really good." He wasn't the replacement they were hoping for no. when they and, when uh, they had to sell Blavich. Yeah, and Jovic is doesn't doesn't seem like he's going to be coming back. But yeah, he was on loan. I think they, he was. Uh, they brought in Inzola from Spezia. Pretty good deal, I think. Interesting deal. It's sometimes hard to tell, like, because the goal totals are never that crazy for. But you're on Spezia. It's like, what? Yeah. I think he scored like 24 goals in 70 or something. Like, mm-hmm. it was like 26, and 26 and 77. 77. So I mean, like, you wouldn't say that and be like, wow, prolific. But, um, yeah, and he had, I mean, he had a terrible year two years ago, only two yeah. goals, and then bounced back. So really well last year. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how he fits into the system, and and then they brought in Gary Mina. As a replacement for Igor, just it's a bit fun. Yeah, I think they expect to be. He's on a free. Yeah, expect him to be like the, a more sure thing than Igor, a little less mistake prone, mm-hmm. but maybe not a world class center back yeah. option there. But the one he'll, he'll yeah. do. The one I'm excited for is Infantino. The, the oh uh, yeah, the, Gino Infantino, the Argentine kid. Yeah, they brought him from Rosario. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be exciting. I haven't seen really any of his play, but yeah. I'm looking forward to. It. Hopefully he hoping he gets minutes in the in the conference league groups. Yeah. And um, we can explore his skill set a little bit. Yeah. And then they also brought in Artur as well in the midfield for oh yeah. Just a two forgot million dollar loan. Good chance. Forgot about that. But that's the thing with the midfield is they could take these risks mm-hmm. because I mean right now they still have Amarbot. We'll see. But I mean it's a good midfield with decent depth, mm-hmm. regardless of who they brought in. So I think and he these could are take cheap. Those. They're mostly cheap deal, like yeah. for the most part. They didn't spend more than what, twelve million on anybody? No. Uh Twelve million was their biggest signing, mm-hmm. Lucas Beltron. Another guy from River. From River or, from or, Yeah. Um, and he's interesting. Like I'm I'm interested by their well. uh by their like South American. They have sort of a South American thing mm-hmm. right now. They have a bunch of Argentines now. Yeah. Um they're that's kind of a Brighton move. <laughs> Although Brighton's always taking them from like Colombia and Ecuador and shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it'll be interesting. I think the attack could be a question mark. I obviously did not love their right wing stuff last year. They deeply struggled um, at the to score at the start of last season, if you recall, in the in the league. But then figured it out. Um, so I think like if they're able to stay on that trajectory and they don't and they are able to score a goal, 
in the first three months of the season, then they should be fine. I mean, then they wouldn't they wouldn't have finished seventh last year. Yeah. Um, if Nico Gonzalez stays healthy, this is a really right. strong team. Nico Gonzalez has had a great year. Yeah. Um, and as for Roma, I think Roma I'm a little worried about right now. Mm-hmm. Everything should be great, except they haven't really addressed the goalkeeper issue. They did bring in some players, but mostly they ha- in the midfield. Yeah. They basically brought in a whole new midfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Matic was the big one moving out. So they brought in a bunch of players to replace him. By all of them didn't come back. No. Obviously, and, uh, he didn't Kamara really get a run in because he just broke well. his leg. Yeah. Uh, Kamara, yeah. So they basically refreshed the entire crazy. midfield. Uh, they brought in Renato Sanchez. I'm really, um, really excited about that. That's one. more and more optimistic about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, who else did they bring in? Uh, Forget Paredes. Paredes. As well, Paredes. Ooh, um, yeah. Paredes could be a real Jose player. Yeah, he crunch some fools. <laughs> um, I, I'm never, I'm never gonna be that high on a Mourinho team ever again. Yeah, I've seen too much, but I just never been sold on his Roma team. I mean, they get results, but. I I don't see them finishing any higher than six. They, they really don't. They don't have the squad depth that I think you need to finish in the top four, uh, especially in a league where all these top eight are going to be chewing points off each other all the time. Yeah. Like, I just don't see how they're – I mean, they're more built to make, like, a run in the Europa League like they did last year and just bullshit their way through a few legs than they are to finish in the Champions League spots, I think. Yeah, I agree. I also – I'm really interested to see how – Aware, Hassan Aware from Lyon. Yeah. Signed on a free. They also brought in Indica and left uh, Roger Abanez. a good signing. Left Saudi Arabia. Uh-huh. Uh, so I think that's really, I mean, they've only paid 2.5 million, maybe. Yeah. Good business season, considering. And they've made a ton of money. Yeah. That's always um, kind of their move, though. It's they like, need a striker. Who's yeah. going to score the goals? Because Tammy's out for the entire year. Andre yeah. Belotti had zero goals last year. Yeah. Have, and, and their goalkeeper sucks. Seen you right know, I'm a little, Roja. when I, I saw some rumors about, Yoris going to Lazio. I was like, Lazio? They have a keeper. Why doesn't he go to Roma if he wants to be in Rome? Yeah. He's better than Rui Patricio. Well, now the Lazio thing's off because they were like, we're not going to start you. Yeah. It doesn't have Provadel. Right. Like, like so uh, he should go to Roma and start over Rui Patricio. He's better than Rui Patricio is. Yeah. Um, um, and then, and I don't know. I assume he, I think he got along well with Jose Atanto. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway. Uh, and then we have Atalanta who made some interesting signings because they sold Rasmus Hoyland for 70 million. About give or take, I don't know. We never know the actual yeah. amount. Um, and they then got they, a good chunk of change for a guy who scored like twelve goals in his career. Yeah, and <laughs> very proud. They brought very in promising. some interesting striker options as well. So they brought in Skamaka. Mm-hmm. Like that for them. Yeah, on loan, right? Skamaka. Yeah, alone. I believe so. I mean, it's kind of like a is uh, it loan with kind of a Sapata profile, you know? Except yeah. he's better with his feet, probably. And then El Bilal Torre was their record signing, uh-huh. and he's already injured his knee. Yeah. So that's sad. They brought in it Mitchell Bakker from Leverkusen, and Charles de Catalar from Milan Oops. will be. Milan decided was terrible after one season of not yeah. actually giving him a chance to grow into the team. He had a chance. Uh, he had some chance, yeah. But um, one the... year is harsh. He's like twenty. It is harsh. Um, he's like twenty years old. Yeah, it's. I'm not super excited that they let go of him, but should have uh, should have been a. Decatelar will be. In, it is a loan with an option. Though. Oh, I thought it was an obligation. It's a loan with an option. Oh, uh, well, they're so, gonna buy. Yeah, if he's, he's gonna good, be great gonna for them, and they're gonna buy him. Yeah, he seems like he would fit really well on that team. He does. It's a nice. I like that. He and, probably doesn't have to change houses. No, probably doesn't even need to. It's probably and already living in the suburbs. Lookman's still there as well, so it should be a really fun, interesting team. Yeah, I have them finishing fifth. Yeah, they also sold Demiral to Saudi Arabia for a really inflated fee. Mm. Jeremy Boga to Nice and Joachim Mela to Wolfsburg, which probably means Joachim Mela is about to fall apart. Sure. Because yeah. God forbid someone stay good after leaving Atalanta. Yeah. 
I actually have uh so yeah, Atalanta and Roma finished fifth, sixth. I have the exact same thing happening this I year. I do as well. I think they're just a little bit behind the Agreed. top four, especially with Juve Agreed. not having yeah. European games to play. The thing that's changed for me in this is that I have Lazio finishing outside the top seven and Fiorentina finishing seventh. Uh, so I have the same three teams <laughs> making these these competitions again. Yeah. Um, yeah, not that this is related to the podcast, but who do you have winning the title? I have uh, Milan winning the title Love because I am you. extremely biased. I have Inter winning the title. Uh, then Milan, then Juve, then Napoli. I have Juve coming second with mm-hmm. the lack of Europe. I think it'll really yeah, help. Probably. Um, I just uh, can't pick them higher than third. I refuse. Quickly go on to La Liga and mm-hmm. then Bundesliga. Wrap it up. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, so La Liga, we have Villarreal and Betis mm-hmm. are in the Europa League and Osasuna in seventh in the Conference League. Yeah, some crazy shit went down with Osasuna mm-hmm. in this buildup. So a while ago, I don't remember. It's like 10 years ago. Yeah, about 10 years ago. They were doing some match fixing, mm-hmm. maybe, probably, definitely, because they were caught and punished for it. Mm-hmm. But since then, entire new board, entire new team, entire new directors, mm-hmm. everything's changed. And this was their first time qualifying for Europe since then. So there was a European ban on the table for them. And they were originally banned. They have sort of blindsided everybody because everyone had forgotten about this. Yeah, no one remembered yeah. it happening. Uh, they appealed and got it overturned. There was... I, which I think is the right move, given that Osasuna self-reported it. They agree. Taken all the changes necessary. It's really frustrating for that because, like, they're not a team that makes Europe very often. Obviously, they've been very solid the last couple of years, and they've been building to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they also made the the Copa del Rey final, which, um, if you needed any reason to root for Osasuna, look up the scenes in Pamplona after they won that semifinal. Yeah. Um. Pretty remarkable. Um, so it's cool. It's always fun to have fresh blood, especially fresh when heat. it's like a nice local team mm-hmm. and it's not like Leipzig, like a Red Bull team or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's always a nice story. Um, and it's fun to watch fucking new player, like different players, different, um, a different setting, mm-hmm. um, a different culture. This is very good. It's very good to have them. Yeah. I'll be I'm, for Yeah, them. I'm definitely. And they play decent football too. Mm-hmm. I think people will like watching them. Yeah, um, hopefully they do a little better than Villarreal did last year in the yeah. conference league and go a little bit. I don't deeper. know how the, I mean I assume they'll be fine in the conference league groups, but uh not totally sure how this is like different than I think Villa who have who has Emery to steer them and you know spending money like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um and one of the richer teams in England. Like this is a little bit of a different situation for reintroduction into Europe. Um it'll be interesting to see how they handle the demands. Um, yeah. I don't know too much about their squad building this summer, but um, yeah, surely, I, surely they had to add a little bit. Yeah, the Spanish teams, for the most part, were this, actually La Liga pretty spent like, stationary. No money this year. La Liga yeah. spent less money than Chelsea, <laughs> and they spent less money than the Bundesliga by a lot, and yeah. less money than League One. Oh, which is kind of embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. La Liga that's, and and a hundred million yeah, player going to Real. That's what Real spending a hundred million on somebody every single summer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. Yeah, talk Ooh, about by the, the way, Bellingham looking worth every penny so far. Yeah, my goodness, that in kid Europe, is good. Betis, I think we can probably expect similar things. Yeah, the really make only a, make a challenge for a deepish run. Yeah, the only notable changes are Juan Mi leaving for Saudi Arabia, but he wasn't exceptional last year, mm-hmm. and Joaquin retiring Joaquin, as well. Yeah. Uh, they brought in. I'm really interested in the Sergi Sergi Altimira guy from Getafe. Mm. They brought in. He like hasn't 
really played, but mm-hmm. they spent one point five million on him. Yeah, so I feel like they have to think yeah. there's something there. They brought Bellerin back on a fee. Remember his? He's a like a like a Sevilla kid. Like his yeah. dad, grew, he grew up a Betis fan, mm-hmm. and then he won the Copa del Rey with Betis on loan a couple years ago. So it's a nice, uh, nice yeah, story that he's nice. back permanently. Um, and um, then Isco as well coming in mm-hmm. on a free. Isco, yeah, who almost. He was he had his very own transfer saga for a long time because he yeah. like he was supposed to join Union Berlin and then he like pissed them off or something. <laughs> and, like, something happened. Yeah, I don't really remember. Uh, wait, go down, go down. Oh yeah, Jose Perez from Leicester City too, mm-hmm. um, and Mark Roca from Leeds are decent players. Um, yeah. so um, and then Mark Batra could be a decent yeah. contributor. At least he's got some experience. Mm-hmm. Having been in Barcelona, knows playing in Europe. Should sure. be good for guiding a little bit in the back line. Yeah. Um. VRL keeps plugging away too. Obviously, Emery's not mm. there anymore, but they they ended up closing the season really strong. Um, even though they had kind of a bump there when after he left. Yeah. Um, and I think with Sevilla still not being at their former glory here, even though that's ridiculous to say because I just want the fucking Europe League again. Yeah. But in the league, I think it's a wide open that you know Sociedad claimed that fourth spot that Sevilla vacated. Um, I think it's wide open there for who is going to finish in those like four through eight spots. Um, So uh, I have Sevilla finishing seventh um, and Villarreal sliding up into that fourth spot. So I am not high on Villarreal. You don't like him? No, I have them I finishing ninth this year ninth? on my predictions. Yeah. I don't, I don't like their transfer window all right. at all. Losing yeah. Nico Jackson and Chukweze is going to be a huge blow. Yeah, Losing tough. Pal Torres to me is the biggest one because they brought in Mateo Gavia to replace mm-hmm. him. He was our fit. He was Milan's fifth choice center back. Mm-hmm. He is not ready to be a starter at a team that's competing for European spots. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be the expectation for him. He started already mm-hmm. this season. I don't like that. I think Ben Barrett and Diaz has started. I don't think he's good enough for, I think he's good enough for La Liga, but not good enough for mm-hmm. a real European push. Sorloth is just, I think a big downgrade. I think he's good. Like I think Sorloth's he's, good. I, he's yeah. a good player. I just think it's a downgrade. I think as well. that's going to be good. Um, And then, I just I wonder if they're gonna add a, a little more before the end of the window too. Yeah, I'm also just not a big fan of Satien. Yeah, at all, not so, even. But, but they've looked really good in the last like six months. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I th- I think like that fourth spot is totally up for grabs. It could be Villarreal. It could be Sociedad again. It could be Betis. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Betis getting into that fourth spot, and then uh, I have yeah. Sociedad and Bilbao in my European spots. Oh, Bilbao, interesting. Sevilla and Athletic Club. I have yet again finishing eighth. Yeah. Um, and Osasuna finishing a couple spots out just because they're the extra big demands. Yeah, I have them dropping down a bit. Yeah. Uh, like you said, extra yeah. demands. And then Bundesliga. So the teams that we have in our competitions now, Freiburg, Bayer Leverkusen, and Frankfurt. Frankfurt. Yeah. So that'll be very interesting to see. Yeah, all teams we've teams. seen in these competitions recently. Leverkusen mm-hmm. obviously uh, made the semifinal last year of the Europa League. Um, Freiburg had a nice, a nice, uh, run as well. Um, they have a decent account of themselves mm-hmm. before bowing out. Um, Freiburg is just like the model them in Union Berlin, man. They're just like the absolute model of consistency right now for <laughs> yeah. like, uh, and they're taking advantage a little bit of, you know, after the top three in Germany, there's this sort of constant chaos mm-hmm. these days under like God block isn't what they used to be. Like, you know, Werder Bremen went down a couple of years ago um frankfurt's always dealing with money stuff yeah um frankfurt i will say as to the in I mean, obviously they won the europa league a couple years ago and they have they've had very sort of strong squad building um due to their even though they're a huge club so they're somewhat limited resources yeah. um so 
Like to see those three teams there in that order is not all that surprising. Um, it's just like that, that it's just up for grabs right now. And having like smart statistical squad building um, and fitting into fitting decent players into a system. Um, and now adding this like European money that's been ejected the last couple of years is a, uh, I mean, it's, it's going to be hard to usurp them. I think in those places, the, um, it's like a, it's a it's a lesson for the rest of the for the rest of the teams in the league that are, mm-hmm. you know, in some cases bigger clubs. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say. Yeah. Um, just I guess sorry. I like Union's gonna be in the Champions League. That's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. I cannot wait to watch them um, get their ass kicked in the Champions League. Yeah, and I think I, there hasn't really been with these teams any super notable no transfers. I mean, Cole Mwani staying at Frankfurt. Yeah, huge for them the for one. now. But they did yeah. lose. They lost in Dika and Kamada and Kamada. Pretty key pieces. Um, uh-huh. and I just like don't really and uh, the guys they brought lose, in uh, Hugo Larson. I like Hugo Larson. I think bringing him in is gonna be huge. Who I else just, did Frankfurt lose? Didn't they lose somebody else? Um. Uh, Philip Max is on loan. Uh, like uh, oh, they lost Jan Schroeder to the Delaware Fighting Blue Hens. Oh, Jabril Sal. Jabril Sal, yeah, yeah that, Sevilla. That's a nice get for Sevilla. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that they lost someone to, to college. Yeah, someone <laughs> going to college. That's really funny. The Delaware Fighting fight Blue Hens. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I. I mean, I think they're all going to have similar levels of competitiveness. We mm-hmm. we Leverkusen just beat Leipzig this weekend. Um, and again, they should have won by more, but yeah. they won three two. I um, do like Leverkusen. I really like Leverkusen. I think Leverkusen is yeah. going to finish fourth this year. I have them doing that as well. I, I think could... they're just really strong. There's a really strong group of players. We did just hear a rumor about Florian Verts getting courted by City. Yeah, I'd be I... surprised if that gets done in this window. Mm. Um, but it's definitely seems now that it's on their radar. He'll probably be gone within a year. Yeah. Um, um he's too good to stay on Leverkusen yeah. forever, but. I, I and they did they just and out. they lost uh, Musa Diaby to Aston Villa as well, which is kind of a big loss. But um, they brought in Victor Boniface, which cancels out all the losses. It does. We love and Victor he Boniface. So good already. He had a great I, start. So happy he's he should have scored and didn't, but he played fantastic otherwise, and he looks like a really nice fit there. Yep. Um, um, it's bad news for uh, for what's his name, Lanky Boy, who's always hurt. Asmoon. Um, no, the tall, tall check. Uh, Oh, Schick, yeah, Schick. Who's always injured. Yeah, I um, think barely he, played in the last year because he's always injured. Yeah, Sadar Osmoon as well. Looks like he'll probably be sacrificed. Uh-huh. Um, some rumors. Milan is a rumor because they have an open EU spot and it's need a, waste. a backup striker. Waste. That's the big one I've been seeing. Waste of space him. for you. I agree. I did, Not that I hate him. He's waste not of space good enough for, for Waste of space for him, He's too. not good enough for Milan. Um, Because he'd be a rotation player. Uh-huh. And it'd be nice for him to go somewhere that he gets a little more game time, can kind of like show his talent again because mm. he was so good at St. Petersburg. Mm. But or Zenit. I guess everyone just calls him Zenit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I know why it's in St. Petersburg. Yeah, um, um even on the thing they were labeled Zenit and I still yeah. in my mind I was like St. Petersburg. Yeah. I think Leverkusen is a real contender to win that competition. I think Frankfurt being the conference league is a nice fit for them actually. Mm-hmm. I think they could be a contender there. Uh Freiburg is probably not quite up to snuff at that level, but I could still see them making a a run. Um but otherwise I I have uh the same teams finishing in four through eight uh except i have leverkusen uh taking fourth and then berlin frankfurt and freiburg yeah coming in after that i don't see i mean i you know it's possible that one of these like maybe wolfsburg has a good year or something maybe but i I really am not confident in anybody else in germany (laughs) to to take those spots no i'm with you on that i think it'll be really tight from fourth to eighth i had i just put freiburg and frankfurt in there for Mm -hmm. now and have Union on the outside looking in, but 
I could also see Union coming fourth. Mm-hmm. And like it feels very similar to Italy. Yeah. And that's there's just a ton of teams fighting for these rope league spots. Yeah. Where there could be so many that you see finishing there. Yeah. Uh should we do quick before we head out, just like Champions League, Europa League, and Conference League winner predictions? Yeah, let's do France real quick though. Oh yeah, I forgot sure. that France exists. Really quick. Unfortunately. Really quick. So we have Lille and Monaco. Um in uh wait, is Ren in the Europa League? Um in the Europa League. Who the fuck is, is in the Europa League? Ren and Toulouse. Ren and Toulouse in the Europa League. And Marseille now as well. And Marseille. Um and then the Toulouse is fun. Toulouse we should almost didn't make it in because Redbird owns them in Milan. Mm-hmm. Uh they were able to resolve that. Thank God. Because yeah, that would have been sad. Toulouse, I, I don't think Toulouse is going to like make a run in the Europa League or anything, but, but Toulouse, I think I have finishing like somewhat top half. Like, I think I have them, my prediction is ninth for them. I think they're actually going to be really competitive this year and they building a smart business model. Um, call them the French Brighton. I don't know. Uh, not that hard to crack the top seven in France these days. All you have to have is a consistent season. Um, Lyon looks really bad uh, so far. I think Lille and Ren will all still be in the same conversation. Maybe Monaco. Yeah, that's all that needs to be said. I think. Um, I also want to briefly make a couple predictions about some of the other big leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I think we both agree that Porto will pip Benfica to the title. Yep, with and Sporting as a the odd man. Sporting being third yet again. Yep. I have PSV taking the Dutch league this year after Feyenoord did last year. Um, because I don't think Ajax is fully there, and I think PSV looks the stronger team. I just don't think Ajax goes two years without winning that yeah. title. So. Yeah, I'm gonna find. I'm gonna take Saint Joao's to win Belgium. Finally, I think they needed the crushing heartbreak of last spring. Mm. Um, I just don't know. By, yeah, who's on their team? Followed by Gank, Antwerp, and Brugge fourth. Because mm-hmm. I don't trust Brugge right now. Um, I think Salzburg will win Austria. However, uh, the Sturm Graz will also stay tied to them again. I think young boys will run away with Switzerland. Mm-hmm, I think Celtic will run away with Scotland. Yep. And I have no idea who will win Turkey. I never do. I think I had Galatasaray winning. I just, well, I, I just like picked Fenerbahce for the hell of it. Yeah. I did pick them on this little sheet before mm-hmm. Zaniolo left. So, you know, maybe that changes things. Maybe mm-hmm. opens the door a little more because he looked great in his short spell there. Yeah. But. Yeah, I still think Galatasaray. Yeah, better players. All right, you wanted to do a brief prediction. It's kind of hard to know the predictions because of the teams that'll drop into the yeah knockout round. But just only only looking at the ones currently in these yeah. competitions. Yeah. Um, Champions League. Who do you think you think City are going to repeat, or is there a new? I don't think so. Player? I don't think you. I don't repeating if you're unless you're Real Madrid. Like, yeah. Um, you just don't really repeat. I think. Uh, I think. I think. I, I Madrid. Um or Bayern, mm-hmm. or yeah, I like Bayern with Kane. Bayern so with Kane a is a lot funny. of issues. Bayern with Kane is pretty spicy. And adding Kim and Jay to that back line, yeah, oh. yeah. If they figure their shit out, uh, they looked better in that their second game. Yeah, so I'll go with one of those maybe. Um, obviously, I think Milan are going to win every game, like twelve nothing mm-hmm. in the Champions League. Sure. And Rafael Leao is going to win the Golden Boot sure, 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 and sure, the sure, Golden sure. Ball. Um, Mike Manuel will finally yeah. win Golden Gloves that he deserves. Mm-hmm. But you know about I am also picking Bayern about the well. Champions League. I do. Uh, this might be like the Prem has had a lot of success in Europe in the last few years, the last mm-hmm. five or six years. I wonder if their Champions League success will be a little bit lessened because their I think their offerings are less. I think Newcastle is very good, mm-hmm. but it's their first time in a while in twenty years, and they're going to be pot four. They're going to be pot four. I think Arsenal is very good, but not good enough to go all the way. 
Yeah, I think Arsenal looks like they make a little bit of a noise and then their experience gets them. Mm-hmm. And United looks weaker than last year. Yeah. In, I, a, in some ways so far. So I, I think, think top to bottom, this is yeah. the weakest Premier League European group we've seen in a while. And that's not meant to be an insult. For the Champions League, you mean? For all of them. Oh, fine. yeah. But Brighton that's is... not meant to be an insult to Brighton or Acid, yeah. though, right? Like. They're just, I think, Brighton's there's no Spurs and Chelsea, basically. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, um, because I two of the Brighton's traditional big six, two yeah. of the big six are not in Europe. And Brighton all. got a little picked apart, at least talent-wise. Um, yeah, Brighton's think, gonna be good though. Brighton's I think they'll still be solid. I think they'll still be a really solid team and can make a deeper run. Liverpool, however, I'm picking to win the Europe. Aston Villa, last time they were in Europe, went out in qualifiers. Yeah. So, like, I. I trust Unai Emery, but I don't trust Aston Villa. That was like and 12 years ago, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like 12 years ago. Totally yeah. different team. But uh, I trust Unai Emery, though, so I think Aston Villa will be fine. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Like, City are obviously incredibly talented, yeah. going off the treble. City could well win. The One of the best teams game. in football history. Yeah. Say City, Madrid, or Bayern yeah. for the for the Champions League. I think Liverpool, I would but, put currently as strong favorite for the Europa League. I think they're easily I, the strongest team in, I agree in the Europa you. League. Doesn't mean they'll win. That being said, I think Leverkusen win. Love that. Love that um, for Leverkusen. Who, how about the conference league? I think Fiorentina take it one further because I mm-hmm. think they will be eighth again in mm-hmm. Italy. And I think it's their only chance. I think it, it's who a fetish. Else is in the conference league? Uh, Aston Villa, Osasuna, obviously. Um, just uh, You could take Partizan, Club Brugge. Frankfurt. Let's take Frankfurt. Frankfurt. Let's yeah. go for two two titles in, in three years for Frankfurt. That would be pretty fun. Like, yeah. They've been, they look good in Europe as well. So, yeah. Um, all right, cool. There you have it. That's our predictions. Yeah. Uh, Fiorentina going to do me right this year. It was a nice long one for you guys. Yeah. Um, full season predictions. Last thing to mention, we're going to do things a little bit differently, um, due to time constraints. We are going to combine our, uh, review and preview pods mm-hmm. into one weekend extravaganza. So, uh, we'll be back with you Friday or Saturday. Um, no, I haven't decided which day yet. Yeah. And, uh, to, uh, wrap up all the first leg playoff rounds in all three competitions it's gonna um, be a lot of work for us but yeah we're not gonna cover the com- the comp- champions league ones as much mm-hmm. um but we will talk about the teams that seem to be on the verge of dropping down to the europa league etc um and then we'll preview the second legs on the same pod yeah it'll be a lot of fun this year yeah all right thanks for joining us we're back for season two uh cheers to key this manager yeah who is keys man i'm gonna stall for time i'm stalling for time stalling for time because it's probably like a local dentist or something. um okay i'm seeing conflicting reports so <laughs> I'm gonna, i think it's magna Hosef. cheers to maybe magna, magna Hosef. Hosef. yeah possibly the manager of key Pro- probably Brita Blake. according Brita Blake. what's their what's the rest of their name clocksvik clocksvik key clocks <laughs> okay cheers, key. cheers bye key.